Now we're told in the New Testament that there's a spiritual gift of faith that God imparts. But most of us don't have the spiritual gift of faith. For most of us, faith is more like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. And the less you use it, the weaker it gets. It begins to atrophy. Now many of you were with us about two years ago when I was out one early one morning. I was training to run the half marathon and it was about 6.30 in the morning. It was dark and I was about three miles out and I tripped on something in the road and my immediate reaction was just to, to catch myself. Well, all my weight went down on my wrist and I broke my wrist. And some of you may remember they attached to my wrist. Actually, I didn't break my wrist. I, I, they said I shattered my wrist. There were so many little pieces. They attached to my wrist these two, this, uh, this is what they call an external fixator. It had these two uh, pins coming out of this bone and two pins coming out. It was connected by this bar out here and it was supposed to hold everything in place. And I had to wear that for nine weeks. And then it came for the great day when it was going to come off. And I was so excited about getting this thing off. And they untached the, the, this outer part of it. And I had all these four little pins sticking up out of the bone. And on each of the pins, they, they attached this thing like a corkscrew. And they began to turn. I've never felt anything like that. It was awful. <laughs> they finally got them out. And then, then I had to wear this soft cast for another month. Well, when I finally was able to get that off, I was, I was able to, to move my wrist a little bit. But all the muscles in my arm had atrophy because I couldn't use it. For a long time, I would just try to go down to, to hold myself to do a push-up. I couldn't even hold myself up. And it wasn't just the wrist. It, it was everything. My muscles had atrophy. For almost a year, I could not do a push-up. The same is true with our faith. It's very similar. If you don't use it, it atrophies. The more you use it, it gets stronger. You cannot spiritually live on yesterday's faith. is the power of faith. It is the second part in the series, Beginnings in Prayer. Here now is our speaker, Dr. Foley Peach. We're in the midst of a series of sermons entitled, Beginnings in Prayer. And last week we talked about that prayer was important and you had an assignment. If you remember your assignment, you were supposed to think of some issue, a relationship, some circumstance, and spend five minutes a day, just five minutes a day, praying about it. Now, I know you don't come to church for assignments, but I'm going to take roll now. Um, how many were here last week? All right. How many? Now, remember, we're in the house of the Lord. Um, how many remembered to do that or attempted to do that all week? Okay. A few of you. So should I preach last week's sermon again? I want to encourage you to try that. We're trying to learn how to pray. We're trying to learn how to encounter God as He wants us to encounter Him. Prayer is an incredible gift that the Lord has given us. He gives it to us so that we might know Him, so that we might have relationship with Him, so we might accomplish His purpose here on earth. 
Now, we said prayer was two things. First, it's spending time with God. And that can be verbal or nonverbal, just entering into His presence. And second, we said prayer was conversation with God. And that involves talking and listening. Prayer is an incredible gift that He has given us. I remember several years ago, I had been speaking somewhere, and my wife was a flight attendant at the time, and so we had somebody watching our kids, and I I went to the lady's house who was keeping our kids, and we were talking out in the backyard, and there were two other kids out in the backyard, and they uh, were playing with a croquet set. And all of a sudden, I saw this one young man and picked the croquet, uh, I don't know what you call it, racket, whatever that thing is, and, and hit it like a baseball bat. And, and hit this croquet ball, and there, the other little boy was about 10 feet away from him. And it hit him right in the head, knocked him down. And immediately, we ran over to him, and I'm saying, we need to call 911. And, and then she said, just pray for him. And you could already see the, the redness in the, his skull. So I just laid my hand out and prayed. And right before us, we saw the swelling go away. He got up. He was fine. Prayer is an incredible gift that God has given us. In my former parish, I had a a woman come to me and and she was struggling financially and she had a back problem. And the next day she was going to have to go in for surgery. And she was really struggling with this because she didn't have the money or the insurance to do this. And so she came by my office and she said, I just would like to ask you to pray for me. Well, I'm not a faith healer or anything like that, but I just put my hand upon her and I asked the Lord to to touch her in the name of Jesus. Nothing seemed to happen. She hobbled back out and got into her car. Well, that night I got a phone call. She said, my back is totally well. I was walking around and suddenly realized that the Lord answered our prayers. Prayer is an incredible gift that God has given us. When we started this church I really wrestled with what we should do. Should I even be a part of something like that? And as I sought the Lord, it got clear guidance. I didn't know what we should call the church. We sought the Lord and we got good guidance. We didn't know where we should have the church. And we sought the Lord and the Lord gave us an answer. Prayer is a powerful gift that if we will just use it and learn how to use it, it will affect our lives. Now, when we talk about prayer, there's one ingredient which is often left out. We'll discuss when to pray. We'll discuss how to pray. We'll discuss that it's important to pray. We'll discuss that it's why to pray or why to pray. But we often leave out the role of faith. Faith. You say, oh, of course. Everybody knows that. Faith. But do we really? Do we approach our prayer life in faith? Or do we approach it out of duty? Do we approach our prayer life in faith? Or do we approach our prayer life like a shopping list? Do we approach our prayer life in faith? Or do we approach our prayer life with an attitude of, well, this may be helpful. Faith is a key ingredient in prayer. And Jesus talked a lot about this. So many times in the scriptures we hear him talking about the importance of faith. There was one story where he was entering the the city of Capernaum and a Roman centurion, that's a soldier, came up to him and he said, Jesus, would you heal my son? 
And Jesus said, sure, let's go. And, and the centurion said, oh, you don't have to come with me. You're a man under authority. Just say the word and, and he'll be healed. Jesus' response in Matthew 8, 10, when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Great faith. Another example of great faith was this woman who was a Canaanite woman. And Jesus was up in Tyre trying to get a little vacation, a little rest. And she comes up and says, please heal my daughter. Heal my daughter, please. And you may remember Jesus gets in this discussion and because she was driving the disciples crazy. She just followed them wherever they went. Please heal my daughter. And Jesus said something to the effect, well, you know, we're not supposed to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she says, but, but Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. And his response in Matthew 15, 28, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. The Scriptures also give us examples of little faith. Remember there was a time when Jesus was out with His disciples on the, the Sea of Galilee and they were out on the boat and Jesus was taking a nap. He was tired and all of a sudden this big storm blows up. And it gets so bad that the waves are coming over the boat and you can just feel in the text there that they are just really anxious about this. So they go and wake Jesus up. And His response in Matthew chapter 8, verse 26 you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. There's another story of the disciples being out on the water. Jesus had fed the 5,000, and you may remember he went up on a mountaintop to pray, and he sent his disciples on ahead of him in the boat, and he comes out walking on the water to them. And Peter sees him and says, Lord, if that's really you, grant me the ability to come out on the water with you. Sounds like a pretty neat trick. All right, Lord. So Peter gets out of the boat and he begins to walk on the water. And then he looks around and sees the waves and sees all that's going on and he begins to sink. And Jesus' response in Matthew 14, 31, immediately Jesus reached out His hand and caught him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? It's a side note here. It's interesting that the non-followers of Jesus had the great faith and the followers of Jesus had the little faith. A warning to us. It doesn't take much faith to have great faith. Jesus can bless small faith. There is a story in the Scripture about a man bringing his demon-possessed son to the disciples, asking them to heal him. And they couldn't. And so finally they bring him to Jesus, and, and Jesus heals the man. And later the disciples are talking with Jesus, and why couldn't we do this? Matthew 17, 20, Jesus replied, Because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed... You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. This is an incredible word picture 
that all you have to do is have a little faith, a small amount of solid faith, as small as a mustard seed. The issue here is our faith. It doesn't have to be big, but it has to be real. It doesn't have to be supernatural. It has to be sincere. Now, you might be wondering, how do you define faith? Well, the writer of the Hebrews tells us what faith is. Hebrews 11.1 Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is knowing for sure. Faith is the ability to believe God. Faith is knowing that God can if God wants. Faith. Now we're told in the New Testament that there's a spiritual gift of faith that God imparts. But most of us don't have the spiritual gift of faith. For most of us, faith is more like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. And the less you use it, the weaker it gets. It begins to atrophy. Now many of you were with us about two years ago when I was out one early one morning. I was training to run the half marathon and it was about 6.30 in the morning. It was dark and I was about three miles out and I tripped on something in the road and my immediate reaction was just to, to catch myself. Well, all my weight went down on my wrist and I broke my wrist. And some of you may remember they attached to my wrist. Actually, I didn't break my wrist. I, I, they said I shattered my wrist. There were so many little pieces. They attached to my wrist these two, this, uh, this, what they call an external fixator. It had these two uh, pins coming out of this bone and two pins coming out. It was connected by this bar out here and it was supposed to hold everything in place. And I had to wear that for nine weeks. And then it came for the great day when it was going to come off. And I was so excited about getting this thing off. And they untached the, the, this outer part of it. And I had all these four little pins sticking up out of the bone. And on each of the pins, they, they attached this thing like a corkscrew. And they began to turn. I've never felt anything like that. It was awful. <laughs> they finally got them out. And then, then I had to wear this soft cast for another month. Well, when I finally was able to get that off, I was, I was able to, to move my wrist a little bit. But all the muscles in my arm had atrophied because I couldn't use it. For a long time, I would just try to go down to, to hold myself to do a push-up. I couldn't even hold myself up. And it wasn't just the wrist. It, it was everything. My muscles had atrophied. For almost a year, I could not do a push-up. The same is true with our faith. It's very similar. If you don't use it, it atrophies. The more you use it, it gets stronger. You cannot spiritually live on yesterday's faith. You cannot ignore your faith and expect to be strong when the day comes when you need it to be strong. Like working out, you have to use your faith regularly. Like doing exercise on a regular basis, how that keeps you in shape. You have to pray regularly and worship regularly and read your Bible regularly and share your faith regularly. And all these things build your faith. Now let's apply this to prayer. Hebrews 11.6, the writer says, And without faith 
it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So we need to believe that He exists. You're not just praying to the sky or to the ceiling. You're entering into the presence of Almighty God. You're coming before His throne. You are in fellowship with Him. You're acknowledging Him as Lord. You have to believe that He exists. Secondly, believe that He will honor your seeking Him. He says He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. The power of faith, you first have to start where you are. Where are you in your faith? It's like doing push-ups. You know, at first, I couldn't do a push-up. And I had to do what we used to call in high school the girl push-up. You know, where you get on your knees and do a push-up. And I did that forever until I could finally do a push-up. Start where you are. I had a friend ask me recently about running, and they wanted to start running, and they live in a good neighborhood. And I said, this is how you need to start. Start at your driveway and run to the first telephone pole. And when you can do that, then run to the next telephone pole. And so this person was going to start by running to the first and do that for a week until they could do it. And then they were going to add it to the next. you got to start where you are. It's the same in our prayer life. Vance Havner, the preacher from Charleston, said this. He said, if you can't pray like you want to pray, pray as you can. God knows what you mean, and you have good help. The advocate who is God's son and the paraclete who is God's spirit. They will take your feeblest prayer and make it perfect. Start where you are. And secondly, exercise your faith. Just like we have to exercise our bodies to keep our muscles in shape. Start where you are and then exercise it. Phillips Brook, the great preacher from Boston, one that we know by, he wrote The Little Town of Bethlehem. He also said a lot of things about prayer. He said, pray the largest prayers. You cannot think a prayer so large that God in answering it will not wish you'd made it larger. Pray not for crutches, but for wings. we got to exercise our faith. Put it to the test. Stretch yourself. So here's your assignment for this week. Pick some issue on which you need direction. You need direction. And by faith, ask God to give you an answer. And then all week long, come to Him asking Him for an answer until you receive your answer. That's simple enough? An issue that you need direction on. And then by faith, ask God for direction. And then keep doing that until you get an answer. I remember having a shock one day when I was in my 20s. In high school and most of college, I worked out pretty regularly and I had pretty good muscle tone. I wasn't, you know, the whole kind of guy, but but I was in shape. But one day I looked in the mirror. You know, one of those days when you really look in the mirror. And I realized I didn't have any muscle left. It was gone. It stunned me. I'd been so busy working, getting married, doing all these other things that 
I didn't make time to work out. And after a couple of years, it was gone. It was all flab. (laughs) Needless to say, I got back into an exercise program and a workout program. The same thing could be said about many of you when it comes to your faith. You once had a vibrant, dynamic faith. You once had a strong faith. You had an incredible relationship with God, but you've neglected your prayer life. And you've neglected things that build your faith. And rather than being a strong muscle, your faith is like a flabby muscle. Faith is the power behind your prayers. Start where you are and exercise. Let's pray. Father, teach us how to pray and build our faith that it might be strong in you. Amen. Hi, this is Foley Beach, and I want to thank you for listening to a word from the Lord. I'm so grateful that we have this privilege of bringing the word of God to you. If you're listening today and the Lord is speaking to your heart, the Lord is is drawing you to him. I want to invite you to open yourself to Him, to open your heart, to invite Him to come and and live in your life. It's really a simple prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess that You are the Lord. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I've messed up, and I ask Your forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, I want You to come and live in my life. So I invite You. I open myself to You. Come and indwell me in Your presence. It's not a difficult prayer, but it has to be a sincere prayer. It has to be something that you intend to do and follow up on. And perhaps I'm speaking to somebody as well today who is a believer, and you're not where God wants you to be. Are you strayed off the path? Are you living in disobedience or in sin right now, and you know it's wrong? Or he's asked you to do something, and and you refuse to do it. Why not today say, yes, Lord? Why not today Do what He wants you to do, or stop doing what He doesn't want you to do, and get your life right to Him. Life's too short. It goes by so quick. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day the Lord wants to speak to you, to bless you, to guide you, to strengthen you. And this is my prayer for you this day, and the whole reason we at A Word from the Lord broadcast this radio program is that God might speak into your life, that you might be the person He's called you to be. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit awordfromthelord.org. There you will find today's message and previously aired messages, where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. Awordfromthelord.org has audio archives of Foley Beach's one-minute radio feature and much more. So visit awordfromthelord.org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can find A Word from the Lord on Facebook, and be sure to click the Like button to follow our feed on Facebook. You'll want to be sure to visit Foley's blog at bishopfoleybeach.blogspot.com. On the blog, you can read the many articles posted by Dr. Beach. Many of these blog entries are excerpts and full articles published in local publications. You can also follow Foley on Twitter. 
His Twitter address is twitter.com at Foley Beach. If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at foleybeach at a word from the Lord.org. Again, his email is foleybeach at a word from the Lord.org. You can contact us by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Our mailing address again is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A Word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. And we thank you for this opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us again next time for the next broadcast of A Word from the Lord. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking A Word from the Lord.